The Mud Peddlers, a podcast where two nerdy ceramic artists share the behind the scenes of their worlds of clay. We're your hosts, Lindsay M. Dillon. And I am Dante of Earth Nation. A quick intro before we start the episode. Today, Dante and I are talking about mental health. Because artists are people and people deal with mental health, it's a topic we knew we wanted to talk about at some point. But this episode is a bit of a happy accident. The last time Dante and I met up to record, as we sat and just caught up with each other, we decided to turn on the recorder and the topic of mental health came up. We liked how the conversation went, so we decided to turn it into a proper episode. The first part of the episode is us just chatting about a bunch of nerdy stuff that I thought would be fun to include. But if you want to skip ahead to the conversation more specifically about mental health, we begin that topic at about the 10 minute mark. Even though we don't explicitly talk about the connection between mental health and our art, we thought that sharing how we try to accept and navigate difficult and confusing emotions could be helpful during these crazy times. Just as a heads up, we do talk about a few rough topics, including depression, therapy, and the passing of a family member. We're sharing this as a way of normalizing talking about mental health, but if you're not in a space to want to hear about these topics today, we'll be returning with a more lighthearted episode next time. Okay, without any further delay, here's the Mud Peddlers. Apparently I found out that drinking milk while you're doing like voice stuff yeah. is apparently not good. Oh, so no. drinking like, milk in general is not good, really. No, milk is amazing. No, what are you talking about? Fuck milk, dog. <laughs> oh my god, milk <sighs> Look. <laughs> I'm just saying I should probably adjust. Hold on, adjust this real quick. Okay. Hold on. It's it's on, by the way. Oh, oh. Okay. <laughs> so we're starting out this conversation we're with milk. With milk. So like. Not mega milk though. I'm well. I mean. I mean. <laughs> I'm lactose intolerant, but there's a reason I got strong bones. No, what we no, no the thing I was talking about earlier is that I'm I'm really proud because. The game that I play in Destiny, you know how you, you play a game, mm-hmm. uh, like World of Warcraft or something, and they give you a special item for doing a special thing in a special amount of time. Yes. And it's a piece of swag. Mm-hmm. It's the way that other people who are familiar with the game can kind of go like, oh, that guy did the thing. Yeah. And it's really hard to do the thing. Uh, Destiny does this thing where they do that in-game, but if you go above and beyond, if you do like way more stuff than you're supposed to do, mm-hmm. they give you a code, and the code you could put in online, and it gives you the ability to get an item from their store that only a certain amount of people in the world have. And I finally got one of the rings. <gasps> oh shit, dude. Yeah. Oh my god, what is <laughs> You have to do you have to do oh my god. every single raid with your team within like a two or three month span. Oh my god. Like every raid that ever existed in Destiny, so you have to do all of them. Holy shit. And then they go, cool, you can have this ring. This ring is handcrafted by a, a smith. Oh wow. Yeah, and we're only letting out like a certain amount in between a certain amount of time. Mm-hmm. And so like if you have one you get to have it in real life. It's not on your character. Yeah. And I'm like, "Oh, I'm getting that so bad." I just I just earned it like last night oh after a couple God. months. Wait, so okay, so you have to so you have to earn it to even get access to buy it and then you still have to buy it, right? Y- yes. Okay, can I you can I ask how much it. it was? It was like a hundred and twenty dollars. That's actually not bad for yeah. like a hand like handmade like ring. I don't even know what it's made out of. It's not nickel. They made a very good point to say it is not made of nickel because mm. some people have nickel allergies. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. I didn't I didn't I've never experienced like allergies to like metals or earthen materials really. Mm-hmm. So I never uh, Got that, but when well, if I if you did, you could always give the nickel back. Oh, shut up. <laughs> you stop, you stop oh, it. I'm sorry, I'm you sorry. I couldn't, I couldn't. Oh. Anyway, I'm sorry, go ahead. So people hate nickel back so much. 
And I don't know. I think it's like a hive mentality. I mean, I like Nickelback. Like, I, you know. I, I I like Nickelback, but I think the reason a lot of people hate them. I was talking about you. This last week I was talking Mm. about this. Is that if Nickelback was a thing that we all liked for a little while during Spider-Man, the first movie, (laughs) when A Hero Can Save Us came out, when we were all, like, the cringe area of our teenage years. And so instead of attacking us, like, instead of us attacking ourselves directly and going like, yeah, I was a cringy uh, little bastard when I was a kid. Uh, we just go, oh, Nickelback sucked when I was, yeah. you know. <laughs> I think, I think Cody, my, my part, well, for the, for the listeners, Cody yeah. is my partner. Right. I, he, he would argue that he doesn't like Nickelback because it's very like generic, which like, I could, it is. I could see it. It's extremely like, sometimes, generic. Sometimes you want, sometimes you want generic. I will say, I will say that it's generic now. But when it came out, that it was like, oh, oh, yeah. it wasn't generic whatsoever. Yeah. I not gonna lie, I still get chills listening to that. I like song. that. It reminds I, me of good. I played Kingdom Hearts one to that soundtrack. Oh my god. It was a banger. Is saying saying it's generic now is only to say that we've advanced past the point of those types of rhythms and lyrics. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of interesting. I heard. Uh, I think it was Gigguk, the YouTuber who. Who did a video talking about how Sword Art Online is kind of like that? Like that yeah. was like the 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 intro isekai. Yeah. And especially like it, at least again from from what I vaguely remember from the video, him talking about like it came out when like Crunchyroll became a bigger thing, and it was like the almost like the intro anime that I think a lot of people got into. Yeah. And even though it's even though it's cringy, even though there's a lot of it like, is a problematic weird. shit in there. Yeah. Um. At the same time, it's like, I don't know, that place, that'll always hold, like, a, a special place in my heart because yeah. it was, I don't know, it's like... I watched yeah. all of season, well, not season one, but, like, the first sort of online. Oh, yeah, yeah, And I was like, this is kind of weird, but also this is not very weird for Japanese culture. Like, if I watched enough anime, I would come across at least one of these tropes per thing. Yeah. The only difference is that Sorta Online had all of the tropes within one anime. Yes. Had like the I'm in love with my cousin and I adopted a random kid in the forest. And I, <laughs> I fell in love with this girl who's stronger than me. And oh. you know, like I I was crappy and then I became a badass over time. Oh. But usually in anime like My Hero Academia is like just being a weakling and then becoming a badass over time. Yeah. Sorta Online, sorry. No, had that and like four other tropes <laughs> and i think that's why it's so generic yeah um and then they not rebooted it but the second season for lack of a better term was just that in a different skin oh god yeah when you yeah. watch the second version I, of it yeah you're like this is the same thing i just watched but with fairies yeah and i think okay so i would the only way that i would argue that it was in some ways worse mm-hmm. is that you it, were you thought it was worse a season two yes yeah yeah do you mean the one where um i agree with Asuna you is like in the cage basically the whole yeah. time no i agree with like, you but most yeah. people who like soda online are just like it was so much better in season two god no i don't yeah i didn't I think, think so either yeah no i i think i think what was frustrating about that was seeing like Seeing this, like, pr- like honestly, Austin is a pretty badass character. In, yeah. Like in terms of like, she's powerful. She, you know, she has skills. She's got all this stuff. And then it's like, lol, never mind. She's in a cage the whole time, and she's just the Dude. damsel in distress. I'm like, come on, like. What were we talking about? I don't even remember. <laughs> I don't even remember either. <laughs> we were just uh, we started chatting. out with milk. What was your What was your favorite childhood cereal? It was probably Raisin Brand. What? Yeah, Raisin Brand. But I'm. Dude, a, you were born an old man. Well, uh, it's ra- <laughs> well, my mom, my mom has like a sugar issue, much like I do. Okay. But we're also American, so we have a sugar issue by nature. But Americans with sugar issues have like sugar issues. Mm. You know what I mean? Like an addiction. Mm-hmm. Sugar is children's cocaine, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. yeah. 
But she would get like a spoonful of sugar and then put it over the. And so oh. I just started to imitate her when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. But yeah. Uh, what was yours? Was it? You mm. just told me, didn't you? It was it frosted mini? No, no, no. My favorite was actually uh, Fruit Loops. Fruit Loops. I fucking love. Oh, I hated Fruit what? Loops. What? I hated Fruit Loops so much. I love Fruit Loops. I hate the color yellow. What? And half of their loops are yellow, and it like it gave oh. me a color. I don't know. I oh. Oh my god. I I love the toucan. And the little, like, I don't know. I thought it was cute. That and Count Chocula. I hated both of them. I never had Count Chocula. Count Chocula was just, um, what was that bear? It was like Sugar Smacks for, like, <laughs> oh. it was Sugar Smacks for poor communities is what it was. Oh. It was like Frankenberries, um, Count Chocula, uh, go Ghost Boos, Boo-O's. It was a ghost. Okay. It was yeah, all yeah. based on Hall, but they would sell them not during Halloween times. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. they were only popular in like the upper communities during Halloween times. Mm. So if you if you had them and it wasn't Halloween time, that was like, oh, your mom got them discount oh, from somewhere, or your dad got them like like they still had them at grocery outlet bargain market. Dude, not gonna lie, I love like grocery outlet was one of my like. That was my grocery store for mm. a long time. Like, I'd go to, like, grocery outlet. I'd get some things at Safeway, but, like, snacks? Yeah. Freaking getting snacks at grocery outlet. They have the best snacks. Like, yeah. they have all the cereals. They have, like, so many crackers and chips and cookies. Yep. And... <sighs> I like yeah. it, too. I, they just built one next to my house. And I'm very happy because they have, like, all the seltzer waters mm -hmm. that I've grown fond of that I have to stop drinking. Evidently, if you drink too much seltzer water, it throws off your, like, salt balance in your body. Really? Yeah, and so I I drank like it's I go hard on stuff. So I drank like twenty four cans in a day one time. Oh my god! I had a lot because Abel's mom saw me drinking one. She was like, "You like those?" And I was like, "Yeah." And she brought home like four cases. Oh my god! And she was like, "That'll last you a bit." It did not. It lasted me two weeks. Oh my god! Um, and I drank way too many, and then I ended up like emailing my doctor, going like, "I'm super dizzy all the time now." And he goes, "What are you doing? That's different. Like, tell me." Yeah. And I told him about the soda water, and he was like. Oh, it's kind of uncommon, but if you drink like way too, like way <gasps> too much soda water, it'll throw off the, your balance. Cause you gotta remember it's carbonation and that's in your stomach and it could make you queasy if you drink too much of it. And I was like, oh, he goes, also, if you drink too much soda water, it's still technically water and it will throw off your salt balance and you do need salt technically. Yeah. Although you shouldn't need a lot of it. You do technically need salt. Mm -hmm. You're just throwing off the balance of your body. And I was like, oh. And I stopped drinking it. Next week, I felt fine. Huh. Yeah. It was really weird to, like, soda water have messed me up. <laughs> oh, my God. I was like... That's so funny. I'd oh get up God. and be dizzy, and I'm like, oh. But it's from the cranberry... It's from the cranberry soda water. <laughs> <laughs> that took Dante down. Oh, my God. We're getting old, man. We're getting old. Yeah, I'm getting there. I'm, I'm uh... Like, I get more of the... I get more sensible as I get older. Mm. You feel that, too? Yeah, I think... I don't know. I mean, I feel like, like, what was it? The, I, I saw something on, I think it was like Imdra a while back that was like, if you're not looking back like every five to 10 years and looking at your past self and cringing a little bit, yeah. then you're not developing enough as a person. I agree with that. So, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I feel like, I feel like every, uh, every batch of years, you know, I can see, I can see how I've changed as a person, but yeah. I think, um, I think I've gotten better at like, identify <laughs> getting getting real deep here. Right, getting real but deep, yeah. I think I think I've become more aware of like the coping mechanisms that I use when like shit hits the fan. Yeah. And finding better ways to like 
unlearn those, some of those habits, some of those coping mechanisms that aren't helpful and identifying the ones that are helpful and trying to do that more. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think, I think as far as I go in my, in my, I guess in my cringe years, I've, I've become a lot more self analytical because I thought mm. that was a trait that was lacking in the human race mm -hmm. is like the ability to do something and then go, no, that's not right. If I was looking at myself from the outside of the situation, this would be a bad thing to do. Mm -hmm. It's like a, there, there's a subreddit that I watch, right? And I say watch, not for the Redditors out there. Hmm. Um, YouTube takes all these Reddit like posts uh -huh. and just puts them into one video and somebody reads them off to you. Oh, that's cool. And one of them was, was like, Redditors, what was the point in your life in which you thought, oh, I'm the bad person in the moment? Oh. And I liked it a lot because a lot of them were like, oh, you weren't trying to be bad. You weren't actively being like, I'm going to be, a, I'm going to be a dick right now. Yeah. You yeah. just did something that was unacceptable, but you'll realize it way later. Mm -hmm. My favorite one was somebody asked for a sample of every single flavor of yogurt in the store <gasps> and then had no intention of like buying what the yogurt. Right. But another lady came in and her child was like, mommy, why don't we just get a sample like that person? Uh -huh. And the mother audibly said, no, we don't do that. Oh. Like audibly told her child, like, no, we don't do what that person is doing. That's not a good thing to do. And it like snapped like, oh, I'm the bad guy. Oh, I'm the man. bad person. Like, it's me. Yeah. And I was like, yes, more of that. Wow. And not since then, but I've always had a had a thing like I need to be able to look in the mirror and be like, these are the things I need to work on and be practical about it. Mm -hmm. But because of that, I'm not very good at my emotional, like you were saying, like emotional development or emotional, like the things that, that, oh, how did you put it? Like, I, I think I framed it as like identifying coping mechanisms. Yeah, I'm not good at that. <laughs> I'm not good at that. No, uh, I'm horrible at that. I think um, this might, this might be getting really deep, but yesterday I was editing the website and I was watching Legend of Korra as well. And like, I was typing, I was typing, and as soon as I pushed enter, I looked up at the Korra episode ended, and I saw Korra crying, and I immediately started fucking crying. <gasps> immediately. For like, really? for like five seconds straight, I just started crying. And it, wow. was, it wasn't like a baller cry, it wasn't like, <gasps> but it, yeah. for, I don't, and I had no idea why. Oh, I had wow. no, I started crying, I looked up, I stopped for like five seconds and I was like, hold it together. <laughs> and I just started crying again. Oh my God. And then wow. after a good 10 seconds, I wiped my tears, which I was like, wow, I haven't done that in like, I haven't cried in like seven years. Holy shit, dude. And I wiped my tears and then I looked up and I was like, where did that come from? I don't know what that was from. It sure in the hell wasn't from Cora. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And then Abel came in and, and saw me. Yeah. And, and she was like, why are you crying? What's wrong? And I was like, I don't know. And I took up my phone. She goes, what are you doing? You just stop crying. I'm like, I'm Googling why people randomly cry. And she oh goes, that's God. not how you cope with crying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. And I was like, all right. And I just went about my day. Like, but that's the thing. I'm self-analytical enough to know what the problem is and how to fix it. But I'm not emotionally self-analytical enough to be like, what just happened here? Yeah. It's, well, you I know? mean, the fact that you ask yourself that question, though, is like, I, I mean, some some people don't even ask themselves that question. Most people don't. Yeah. Most like it's uh, I know I rant about this all the time, but it's like putting your grocery shopping cart away mm. or not or, or like littering. No yeah. one goes like, oh, am I am I an asshole for doing that? Is that 
Yeah. Am I making more work for other people? Am I making the world a dirtier place by littering? By... Is it, is it me? Uh-huh. You know, like, nobody goes, like, it's, everyone mm-hmm. seems to think, like, no, it's not me, it's the world, it's everybody else. Yeah, yeah. Like, nothing's wrong with my behavior. So I make it a point to go, like, the first thing I think is, maybe it's me. Is it, like, mm. maybe it's me and my actions are affecting me. If it's not, then I can look outside of me and I can start to address those things. But emotion-wise, I have, like, emotions are, like... That's you. Uh, <laughs> that's yeah. Whatever you're feeling, that's you. Yeah. You ever have that? You ever like randomly? Oh my God, yes. Um, I'm I, getting this reaction from a lot. Of, everyone says like, this is normal. And I'm like, yeah. I've never done this. Yeah. I think... Um, Am I getting weak? No, no, man. Okay. I think I would... I would... I mean, honestly, I think it's way... In some ways, it's easier to not face those emotions because so it, easy to yeah. ignore them. Yeah, you just let's bottle that shit up. It's like especially no, as a male, I'm expected yeah. to like bundle it up, and so when I do it, people are like, "Oh, that's normal." Yeah, yeah, and it's like that. That that's that sucks that that's what you guys are faced with because each gender has their own problems. Yeah. I would I would say females have more, but to say that each one doesn't have their own is would be a lie. Yeah, yeah, I com- I completely agree with you there. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I think um, I think what I'm always surprised at is when, um, like, I'll be like, I think usually it's when I'm, like, watching something. Yeah. Or it's, like, something something will happen that normally would not make me cry, but then it makes me cry, like, way more. It comes up I so think. fast. Yes, yes. It's not even, it's not like, it's not like you can see the reaction and then be like, that's... That's why I'm crying. Mm-hmm. You see like a squirrel cross the street and you're like, <laughs> and I have no idea why. Oh my God. Oh, it's so true. Honestly, there are, there are some songs that like, I will literally, I will hear like three notes of a song and start to feel like really the physical tears. Yeah. Like, like literally it was the silliest thing. I was, what was I listening to? I think it was, I think it was like last night. And it was, it was no joke. It was like a commercial. Oh, no, I remember what it was. Whoa, I was, whoa, whoa. I was watching, I was watching The Boys, the, the that show on Amazon. Oh, I've, I've heard that's like bad superheroes. It is. It's really a show. Okay. But what was so silly about it is that, so there was a character, a character had died. Okay. And they were, they were singing a song for their memorial. Yeah. And it was like, the, 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 the tone of the song was like that really classic kind of like, Uplift, uplifting, um, usually like like Christian kind of music, like yeah, okay. builds you up. And I swear to God, I had to like work to not cry. Really? And it was the silliest thing because it was in the middle of the show that I had love nothing that kind to. Of music. I mean, I I I listen I, to Christian hymns. I like, no, I'm not even Christian. <laughs> I like that it is, kind it's, of music. It's beautiful. It's beautiful music. And I I think what was just so weird is that again, just how quickly it came up. And yeah. it was just like immediately I could feel like the physical sensations that I am aware of when I'm about to cry. Do you know why? Because I don't know why and I would like to stop it immediately. Because <laughs> I have work to do. <laughs> I mean, I think for, okay, so speaking for, speaking for myself, I yeah. think, I think that tends to happen usually when in general, there's a lot of stuff going on. I mean, like, again, we're recording this in, you know, the year of COVID. Right, it's still um, work, technically. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I'm mean, enjoying your, I enjoy your company, but it's still, it's still work. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. no, 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 but I, mean, I guess more what I mean is that, like, it's... Do you mean, do you mean there's just a lot going on? Like, a lot of, ver- like, the sky is black with soot and it's COVID and... Yeah, okay. yeah, and, like, I think it's, like, if there's, if there's already a lot going on, whether it's an external source, like, COVID or the fires... 
or black people continuing to get murdered by police officers. Right. You know, whether it's that or whether it's a more like internal disposition, like whether right. or not, like I'm a little depressed for some random reason or whether right. or not there's like stuff going on in my personal life. Right. Um, I think it's when I maybe haven't fully processed the emotions around those issues that seeing things that evoke emotion tends to make those emotions yeah. stronger. And almost it's almost like, like, I don't know, I kind of, I mean, I've talked about like, like fantasy and like horror as being a way to like process yeah. certain things. And I kind of feel like it's, it's almost like that same way. It's like, okay, I may not be able to fully process what's going on in my life right, right now, but... It's coming out. But it's coming out, yeah. Somehow. Yeah. I feel like, it. Yeah. I think I think a really... an exa a, more, a more solid example that I can give that might help illustrate this is like... Um, I was watching a show where one of the main characters who had, you'd been with for like multiple seasons... Right. Um, ...died. And it was their... Pro and they showed like their process of being guided from the from life into the afterlife and seeing how their friends reacted right and oh shit i can't even talk about it Ugh. um and it was it was amazing like watching this happen and uh, fucking shit Ugh, i did not mean to start crying right now it's happening in front of it's us. happening in front of dante's face no it's dante's yeah. never seen me cry before um, yours is a lot more smooth though mine is like like i'm like stone-faced and sitting there and then i'm like <laughs> like my face goes red and I'm like, what is that? Oh my god! It goes from zero to a hundred within like five seconds. Yeah. As as for Lindsay, I can see her like going to like 10, 20, 30, 40%. Well, it, it does happen for me sometimes though where it does flare up. Right. Like, so this is an instance where it, you're like you're saying, it is kind of building and like talking about it. Yeah. Because again, in that instance with the show, it was like, Again, I'm constantly dealing with, like, not constantly, but, like, continuing to deal with, like, the, what it means to have lost a family member right. you know, who's died. So it's, like, processing, processing that character's death was also a way of processing my sister's death. I see what you're saying. Yeah. So it's, like, so yeah. it's, like, that larger there was underlying a mirror for you. thing. Yes. Okay. Yes, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. So in this case, it's a slow build, but in other cases, it's, like, what you're saying, where it's, like, I'll hear three notes of a song and go, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I don't, uh, like, so I used to, and, and when I when I did this, I was watching Legend of Korra, so I used to kind of, like, not, I think of Legend of Korra in the same way that I think of Nickelback, mm. in that when I was watching Aang, I watched, like, a 10-year-old become very self-fulfilled in his role as the Avatar, mm -hmm. and I watched him learn bending, and I watched him learn the attributes of an earthbender and having neutral energy, and yeah. then I watched him learn the attributes of a firebender and then having like positive or always on the on the offensive energy. Yeah. And then I watched him flow as a waterbender, and then I watched him have mm -hmm. all energy as an, like I I watched his energy all start to become one embodiment in the spirit realm and like one person, right? Yeah. And because of this, you grow with Aang over time. And then when he quote unquote dies and gets reincarnated, you are basically rejoining him in his teenage years as mm. Korra. You don't think about it because you get to see him in flashbacks grow up and all that. Mm -hmm. But in Legend of Korra, I won't tell spoilers by the way. Um, in Legend of Korra, he, he goes from 10 years old to like 15, whatever years old or whatever. And then you join Korra, and she's like 16, 17. So yeah. you, you really, you're growing with the character. Oh. If you were 10 and Aang was 10, 
and you kept watching the series, you would be probably the same age as Cora was. Oh, yeah. You see what I'm saying? You yeah, would also kinda, be in your teen years. Kind of like with Harry Potter. Like, a lot exactly. of people talk about, like, growing up with Harry Potter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And because of it, <clears throat> you get to see that, that, that we all know too well, that cringe side of your teenage years <laughs> of, like, yeah. I made bad decisions, <laughs> and I was rash, and hormones controlled a lot of my, and, like, of course, I dated multiple people in my friend circle, like Cora did, oh, you know? Oh, my gosh, yeah. And I think that's why people in the same light as Nickelback didn't like Cora as much as, as Aang, because uh, Aang, you got to see a baby become, like, a young teen, but in the young teen years, you're just like, yeah, I hate this. Like, <laughs> this, is, this is cringe. Oh, I don't man. like this. And it's, a uh, yeah, no, I, I mean, to go back to the crying thing, it's... Yeah, it's, so I was, I was curious, like, so I was like, okay, where's he going with the Aang, and how's this connect back well, to... Because I, I was watching Legend of Korra, and, mm-hmm. I, and I was like, I was like, this show isn't crap. People just think it's crap because it reminds them of their cringe teenage years. Mm. But I noticed that I cried after she cried. She said, I'm scared, and I don't know why. And then I busted up oh. into tears. And the anal- going back to the analytical thing, the analytical part of my brain was like, that was an action versus reaction logical loop. Either what she said triggered me, and I don't know why, or, you know what I mean? Like, there, there's something yeah. there that I can't analyze too well, but it, at least I can I can, I can can analyze it to the point where I'm like, that was the moment in which it got triggered. What about that one thing? Yeah. And so from that point on, I'm like, Avatar is great. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I love Korra. Oh my god. She did the thing that art is supposed to do, which is partially to make you elicit emotions you didn't know you had inside of you. Yeah. And yeah. that's, wow. you know, that's, that's one of the jobs of art in my mind. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, it, it was just weird. It was just like, it was so weird that I Googled why do people randomly cry afterwards. What and, did Google say? Well, to go back to what you were saying earlier, I'm trying to bundle it all up because mm. I have such a long trail going. Yeah. But you were talking about just so many different variables in life going on. The final reason that Google gave me was, by the way, Google in my mind's a girl. I don't know why. <laughs> um, she said it, it might be a repressed emotion and a dangerous sign that something needs to be addressed. So usually people cry whenever they're in distress or as an outlet. Yeah. But the final reason she gave was like something needs to be addressed inside of you and crying is a, is a signifier of that. And that was my, was like, oh, okay. So I've either been repressing something or something needs to be addressed inside of me. And that was the trigger. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 I hear you. And uh, yeah, it was, it was weird to like hear Google verify the trigger. Yeah. But it didn't really help because I was like, well, how do I get rid of that? Therapy. <laughs> That was Abel's. Abel was like, therapy. And I was like, uh, I'm not going to it. It's it's probably just a cultural thing. But in my mind, I'm like, I'm not going to a therapist. Yeah. I don't. I, I can't. I can't. I don't know why. Honestly, it's. I should. I'm not going to. Well. I mean, okay. So here's here's the thing. I feel like. Uh, okay. It It is. It is really hard to go to therapy, especially if you've never done it before. And like, honestly, even like with my family, it's like they were all really supportive. But even then, it's like because there is even even though mental health has become a lot more like acceptable to talk about. Very. Yeah. In a lot of ways, it's still like that next there. There is still a lot of pressure about about, you know, what does it mean to like see a therapist? And it's and it's hard because it's like, I mean, I've, you know, been in therapy on and off for, you know, however many, however many, like 10 years or something like that. Yeah. And, um, and it's hard cause it's kind of like, at least in my experience, like you're walking into this knowing that you're going to be digging some shit up and that's right. scary. Yeah. Like, 
And I don't, I don't want to do that. Yeah. And it, it, if admitting it is the first step, seeing a therapist, I guess, would be the second, because then you have to then address it. Yeah. And like, I don't want to do the first step uh, even, man. Like, eh. I think the thing that's nice. I got shit to do. You get, yeah, but dude, it's so, it's so worth it. Like, I don't know. Like, it's, it's hard. I, Somebody, be, I believe you, cause like yeah. you, you've been, you've been further in the therapy sessions than I have. I imagine. I had a therapist for a little while, and mm -hmm. I didn't like it, so I stopped. <laughs> oh, I mean, a lot of it is finding, like, a good therapist, too. Like, I, I was blessed to find an amazing therapist. Are there therapist. bad ones out there? There has to be, huh? Well, There's a scale for everything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's, like, bad, but I think it's, I think it's more about, like, what style of therapy and what style of therapist you like. Mm. Because the one that I've seen does a really nice balance of like like when I was seeing her more consistently when I was in school and I was seeing her like basically every week mm -hmm. um you know some weeks would be like okay like I mean she wouldn't tell me ahead of time but she would kind of like plan because I would see it in the sessions right all right this is gonna be like this is kind of a hard work week like this is where we're gonna start digging we're gonna dig some shit up we're gonna process some shit would she tell you like this is gonna be a more difficult like this is gonna mm -hmm. be like a hard session no 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 she wouldn't tell me that ahead of time but I could feel it in the way that the session went. Uh, but see. then like the next session would be a little bit easier. You know, she would ask me about, you know, what went well in my week and she would focus more on that. So it's like, she kind of guided me in a way where she helped me avoid getting exhausted. Uh. And that, that really helped. And also she did a nice balance between deep digging and like, uh, how do I say? It, it kind of sounds to me like she was trying to not mentally exhaust you or yes. emotionally exhaust you. Yes. Like, today's going to be a hard day. And <laughs> you were saying how you could kind of see that in her, in her patterns. Yeah. 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 Like I wouldn't, she wouldn't ever tell me like beforehand, like, okay, Lindsay, today's going to be a hard day, mm -hmm. you know, but it, but I think I remember one time when it had been kind of an easier day, I was like, today was kind of a nice day. And she was like, yeah, I wanted to kind of, you know, ease up on you a little bit. She planned she, it. She said, yeah, something like that. Okay. Yeah. So I think it's like. Like, what is it? My, um, I have another friend, you know, who has gone to therapy at various points in time. And they were like, yeah, you kind of, like, when you're looking for a therapist, you kind of got to, like, go on therapist dates. That's weird. And, yeah, but it's true because it's like I, I, I saw, like, another therapist when I was in school and I hadn't reconnected with the one who I was just talking about. Yes. And I, I got help from her sessions, but the chemistry wasn't quite the same. I feel it. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So it's, it is... It's a frustrating, kind of intimidating process, especially considering, like, you know, okay, like, who's your insurance going to cover? And, like, that, yeah. can be, that can be frustrating, but... Um, the paperwork's frustrating enough, let alone the fact that you would have to, like, you legit have to vibe with the person that you're going to tell everything about your life without knowing them personally. Yeah. And yeah. that's what scares me, I think. Yeah. Well, I think any good therapist will work up to a point. I wish I had, like, a, like a straight bro therapist. I mean, you could probably find one. Like, you sit down and he's like, bro, what's, what's going on? Like, I don't know, bro. And he's like, bro, talk to me. <laughs> bro to bro. Ain't nobody else here but me and you. Mm. I'm like, oh no, people be crazy. But in between the lines of like saying that, it's a uh, whole different dialect. Yeah. The, the difference in between like, let's, let's talk. How do you feel about that? He's just like, come on, man. Be, be a bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I yeah, love that. Somebody who speaks like the complete bro language. Mm -hmm. I I heard uh, speaking of linguistics and the new generation. Right. Um, I uh, I have a uh, gosh, what would you call her? A step cousin, I guess. Anyway, I have a step cousin. Ooh, those are the best. Ah. Oh god. Oh my god, Dante, no. <laughs> boom boom. Ba -doom, ba -doom, ba -doom. <laughs> 
If you know, oh you know. That, that is like next level. Anyway, so <laughs> my step cousin, um, she was talking about how her group of friends, when they talk about therapy, mm -hmm. they call it tea. And so when uh, they've had a really like intense session, they yeah. they're like they go to their friends and they're like, yeah, I had some real hot tea today. Yeah, and I'm like, that's brilliant. It is. You know, you were saying earlier like this is this was the mental health episode that we should have, we should have done. <laughs> we've literally yeah. been trying to record this kind of episode for we've tried it like twice, like because we had our first conversation and then the battery died. Yeah. And then we had a second conversation, but and but both of us were like, nah, it's like it's not wrong. quite. It did. It was like we couldn't. But this is, this has been a good conversation. This feels better, and I think it's probably because I slept and the sky is blue for once. Yeah, the yeah. The sky is no longer like the Matrix reloaded black. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else you want to talk about in terms of mental health? <laughs> my, my, my bro, my uh... <laughs> what's, what's, what's vibing, bro? Oh my god. Yeah, this was a good episode. Like, I feel like, I feel like the vibe was on. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just feel like it was a lot more... Connected with, I, th I think the main crux of the episode was more that sharing our experiences and how we feel about it mm. is was more there than anything. Yes. As for last time, I didn't have too much to contribute because I was like, no, I don't really have emotions. <laughs> those are weird. What are those? I'm a man. I just go to work. Yeah. But now it's like, I cried yesterday and I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> and I was watching cartoons when I did it, which is even weirder. <laughs> Cause that's uh, not the time to do it. <laughs> I think it's. I think it's. I mean, not to be too cheesy, but I think it's pretty brave that you're like willing to talk about it. Cause I think there's, there's a lot of shit that uh, influences a person to not talk about these things. And then when yeah. you're a dude on top of it, it's like even worse. I've slowly, so. I've slowly started to unlearn it, and it's only because of I have like friends like you or mm. Ryan who are like, it's totally okay to have emotions as a man. Yeah. And for a good 20 years, I was like, no, it's not. <laughs> Stop it. God. <laughs> and now it's slowly starting to like, I'm not letting it all go, but it's slowly like, oh, I have them whether I want to or not. Mm. And there has to be a way of express, especially since it's very rare to express yourself right now through not, because I usually do art and go to the gym, but now art has kind of become my pseudo job. Yeah. And then the gym is gone. Yeah. So now I'm just like the outlet for any of my emotions and or or pent up anything is just like gone. That is really interesting to think about. I haven't. Yeah. I would not have. Oh, would yeah. not have put that together. Gym rats are just like in their house losing muscle, angry right now. Oh man. I lost weight and I'm sure it's not fat. <laughs> I'm so sure it's not fat, because I have a mirror. <laughs> so I know what's up. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Should we should we call it? Yeah, this was a good one. What what were we actually supposed to talk about? Uh And that's it for today. Thank you for listening to The Mud Peddlers with Lindsay M. Dillon. And Dante of Earth Nation. Wanna say hi and see what Dante and I are working on in our studios? Check out the show notes for links to our websites and social media below. You can find me at lindsaymdillon.com. That's L-I-N-D-S-E-Y-M as in monster, D-I-L-L-O-N.com. And on Etsy, Instagram, and Facebook at Lindsay M. Dillon. And you can find me at Earth Nation Ceramics. It's spelled exactly how you think it's spelled. But you can also find me on my Facebook fan page and Instagram at the same name at Earth Nation Ceramics. If you enjoyed hanging out with us today or you have a question or topic you'd like us to discuss, take a second to rate and review The Mud Peddlers in Apple Podcasts. 
It helps our podcast reach new listeners, and we really appreciate the feedback. Thanks again, and we'll catch you next time.